You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sabu Speaks. I'm your host, Joshua Michael Greenberg, and I am here with the man himself, the enforcer, AEW superstar, <laughs> Sabu. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> we got a lot of uh, important people in the Twitch stream. We got Mark from Buffalo. We got Top Shelf Wrestling Finds. We got Mark's Christopher. Mark's a good guy. Real good guy. Got a lot of good people here. Um, so, a lot has changed since the last time we were on here. You are now an AEW superstar, and you were featured on not only Dynamite, but Double or Nothing. I guess... No, you're wrong. Uh, I'm a wrestling superstar, not an AEW superstar. I'm a wrestling superstar. You're right. I guess. Wrestling superstar. But I wouldn't even say superstar. I'm just a, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> so I was know. thinking about this earlier today. And I can only think of two wrestlers who were in WCW, WWE, ECW, AEW, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. You and Chris Jericho. Uh, I can't think of anyone else who has done all, all of those. And then I don't know if this is true, but I don't think Chris Jericho was ever in the NWA in any capacity. I don't know. So I know he's a Smoky Mountain at one point. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I don't care either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, that you were in every major. So, sort of, you know. I, uh, everybody passes through everywhere. So at, at one point, you know, at some time. But not AEW. Which uh, you did. Yeah, I'm not the only one. I might have been the only one to hit all those. But uh, it's common. Like uh, before, when you went to Japan, you'd only go for Baba or Inoki. You couldn't go for both. I went for both and others. Gotcha. And so on. Like if you went, if you wrestled for WCW, you couldn't work for ECW or WWE. I did, and uh, vice versa, vice versa, vice versa. You know. Was there heat when you went from? Where'd you go to first? New Japan or All Japan? Uh, New Japan. I went from my FMW to New Japan, right. then then All Japan. And was actually, it- New Japan. It was uh, FMW, New Japan, uh, something else, something else, All Japan. Was there any kind of backlash from going from from FMW when you went from FMW to New Japan? No, um, no, I don't think so. Onita gave me his blessing. I'm sure there was some little resentment, but um, they made an offer I couldn't refuse. And uh, he didn't want me to refuse it, so I didn't. And there was resentment by the guys who were already there, the, uh, the Japanese young guys, were, what thought they, you know, I was coming from a small company being treated like a major major leaguer, and they were in a major company being treated like a minor leaguer. Who were some, and so they, they, they didn't like that. Who were some of those guys? Uh, one comes named Kanimoto. He was a prick. prick. And uh, Otani, but I feel bad for Otani. He's paralyzed now, but fuck him anyways. You know? kind of mo- that was sweet. Uh, they were assholes when I first went to New Japan, and 
Maz Saito pulled me aside and said, why are you letting these guys get over on you? They're kicking the shit out of you. I said, well, they, they're not very good. Tell, they, they're not working with me. And he goes, yeah, they, they can work. Make them work with you. Teach them a lesson. So I did. So next time I wrestled them, I rolled them like I, I'd ride a fucking Bronco Bull. And then, then they, they, they lightened up and worked with me. Was Kanemoto, that's who you said, Kanemoto? Kanemoto was the first. Uh, Kanemoto and Otani. But Kanemoto was the first one I had to sandal. Is that you know, the one you beat down. for the IWGP light? Heavy yeah, he was the one I beat for the title and the one I lost back to the title. Yeah. When I lost that title back, he was a scared kitten. <laughs> Explain that. You know, it was all up to me. I could have kept that belt if I wanted to. I didn't want it. And uh, <laughs> lucky for him, I didn't want it. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, and then I guess we'll, we'll follow the timeline. Was there any backlash when you went from New Japan to All Japan? No, no, other than all J New Japan didn't like it. Uh, no, there was no, they even offered, no, even during that time, FNW was offering for me to come back. Uh, uh, everybody, any place I left was saying the door's open to come back. I gotcha. didn't leave on bad terms nowhere, I don't think. Not, not many places, not as many as it sounds or it looks like, you know. How many total you tours know, did you do with uh, New Japan? Uh, New Japan, probably uh, 15 tours. But uh, uh, I did about 30 with FMW, probably, and probably 30 with All Japan. Yeah. Uh, I did more with All Japan and FMW than I did with New Japan. And I did a bunch of others independent, Tokyo Pro, Michinoko, uh, you, you, almost you name it, I, I worked yeah. for them. Gee. I never worked for Wing, though. Uh, did they ever ask you? They were like direct, well, they were a direct rival to FMW. I wouldn't have done that. That what, what was the guy's name who started Wing, the heart? Uh, um, Victor Kionis. Oh, Victor Kionis. Okay. He was the mastermind behind it, I guess. Him and this guy came named uh, Igaragi. Uh, I didn't. I never met him, but I, I've heard of him for years. Igaragi, something like that. Express and No Future backs us up. They want to know how the Japanese rats were. If you could talk about that. They were good. They were great. Uh, it was like being Elvis. The rats were great. What can I say? And you, I was over it. <laughs> and you, you met a nice girl in Japan who you married, uh, right? Japanese girl. She wasn't a rat, but uh, uh, she, she was a very nice woman. And, and Japanese people in general are very nice, but uh, the rats were especially nice. How were the The rats are nice everywhere. There's, you know, there's good ones and bad ones. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Master Skills, for the Prime sub. Thank you, Gino Pro, for the Prime sub. Thank you, everybody. Just so everyone knows, um, if you have Amazon Prime, you can link your account to Twitch, and you can subscribe every month for free. Um, and that money goes and supports the stream directly, helps us put this on every week. So it's greatly appreciated. Thank you, Mr. Skills and Gino Pro, 1776. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, but one thing I gotta say, during those rat days, I wasn't married. I was single, so the you know I was fair game. They were fair game. I, yeah. I didn't do it when I was married. You know, don't get me wrong. Gotcha. And I guess the uh, question I have is the girls that were in all of the. Um, well, I'm trying to think of which promotions were around back then. Well, you had the FMW girls and. You had the All Japan uh, Women's. Were they? Were did they interact with the male wrestlers on New Japan and whatnot? No, uh, the FMW girls. Yeah, they they rolled the, the opposite bus. 
you know, because they're Japanese girls. They bring in maybe maybe one American a year, maybe, and she'd probably ride with us. But uh, uh, there, there was there was no mingling between us and the girls. Like you never ran into like Manami Toyota or any of those. No. Plus, they're, you know, they're men. <laughs> they're they're beastly. Gotcha. All right, then. This they were, you know, nothing against them, but they were girls that wanted to be men. They beat the shit out of each other. They 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 weren't they weren't girls. They they weren't women. <laughs> they were beasts. Um, they were as tough as not tougher. There's a lot of questions about the rats. Mr. Skills wants to know: Were any rats eights and up? <laughs> any rats? What? Were they eight out of ten or up? Were there any good-looking? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a. Uh, about the best would be an eight. There was never a ten. But uh, yeah, there was a couple of eights. Not above, no. <laughs> um, Mr. Skill says nice. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So obviously, um, the big news is Wednesday you appeared on AEW Dynamite. How did that come about? Um. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, how you know? They, uh, Chris Jericho gave me a message, and boom, 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 went from there. I, I don't know uh, how you want me to say it. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I got to call him. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I know? guess that's it. Wasn't it was like a, Jericho's idea to bring you in. I think so. Is am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I guess. I don't. I I don't see what the what the problem. But he is. thought I was gonna be on his side. I double crossed him. Yeah, you double crossed him. Anybody's trying to trying to keep a little bit, I guess. Um, <laughs> and how was working with Jericho? And how was working with Adam Cole? Great. Uh, I can't complain about nothing really. Everybody was great. It was. It was. Uh, they were very respectful, and uh, that you know they're good guys and good workers. How was how did you feel the reaction that you got in, from the AEW crowd when you debuted? Uh, the fans or the po- the boys behind the scenes. Let's do both. Uh, the boys were very receptive, uh, pretty cool. The fans were even more. You know, the the fans were were, were uh, uh, pretty good, <laughs> better than great. And how did you feel about your? Your suit debut coming out. Well, not your debut because you've worn the suit many times. How did you feel about being in the suit? Uh, you know, the, you know, if I wasn't hurt, I wish I would have could have done more. I'm glad I didn't do more because then you'd seen how hurt I was. But uh, if I wasn't in such bad shape, I wish I could have done more. It, that was, you know, uh, I was a little ashamed because I didn't do more. But what can I do? Well, I think you did the most with the time that they gave you. If you say so, I'll agree with you. But I, I you know, I, if you say so. <laughs> um. Not, you know, not to put myself over, but who's the, everyone was was uh, into the suit that you wore. You wore a suit both yeah. nights. Um, how, how did you get Versace. the idea? To, how did you get the idea to do that? <laughs> I was in. The, yeah, I was uh, forced to wear a suit. You forced me to wear a suit. <laughs> I think the suit got over big time. Uh, the white suit with the black uh, headdress looked incredible. And I thought that the silver headdress with the blue suit looked incredible. Let's see what the fans think. Mr. Skill says, Sabu, you look great in a suit. Christopher, with a nice little pun, said it suited you. Top Shelf Wrestling Finds says you did great. 
express as he was looking sharp for sure. I agree. I think that that um, it it presented you. Yeah. Um, I, from from a distance, when I seen a picture of me, I thought it was my uncle. Yeah, it's a good, it's a cool look, but it's not me. It, you know, I, I'd rather be, uh, you know, in shorts. True, but have now uh, as I. Uh, 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 <laughs> that was Melissa just said that. Oh. Uh. She, she nodded it over when you said you want to just be in shorts. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? You look like a million bucks. <laughs> Mr. Skill says, the suit makes him feel like Sabu is an AEW to do business. I agree. He looked like, like a legend, which he is. You know, he was presented like the legend that he is. He came out looking like a million bucks and like a very important figure for the people who maybe haven't seen him or don't know of him. It was instant. And then the people who do love him, it was great seeing him, Sorry. seeing you, I'm seeing him. Uh, in such a light that was, because that's, going back to, let's say, even when we talk about you going into the the WWE Hall of Fame, I know you don't have interest in it, but, you know, your fans are, it's almost like a little cult following here. Not a little cult, a big cult following. I mean, people were, were popping like crazy, um, and there was a lot of interaction, which will get in both positive and negative on the internet. Um, but I think that... I got negative? Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I hope I got negative. <laughs> um, that I think that you know the fans want to honor you. I, every time I walk around with you, fans stop and they always say thank you for what you've done. You're you know thank you, thank you, thank you. Like the fans love you and they want to see you honored. So I think it all goes together to see you in AEW, to see you in the suit, to see you look like you know to be worshipped like the superstar you are. I thought I thought it uh, it all came together in AEW in those both both those appearances. Well, thanks. Right on. Um, so let's delve a little bit into the first night, uh, the Wednesday, the Dynamite. Was there anybody that you any any interactions that caught you by surprise? Whether you thought somebody backstage wouldn't be receptive to you or would be like was there anything that stood out backstage for the first night no no you know uh, it's hard to say you know dr luther was uh, uh lenny he, he he was working backstage um it was gr great to see him I, I was surprised to see him there i thought i thought he'd be uh wrestling but he was working behind the scenes but anyways yeah i i felt a little tension with a few people M not much can you say who you felt tension with if you if you're comfortable <laughs> Uh, that Renee chick, uh, I said a joke about her a while ago and uh, she didn't get it. <laughs> so let's talk about that because that was one thing that people were bringing up when I say negative um, was <laughs> this with Renee yeah. Paquette who, who I think is extremely talented um, and like Mr. Skill says, dang Renee has a lot of pull. Well, at the end of the day, even in AEW, listen, you know, John Moxley works there, and CM Punk, badmouth Moxley. CM Punk got into a fight with, with the Young Bucks, and, and and he's still going to be working there. So, yes, if one, but if one person has a problem with, with Sabu, I mean, listen, it's not the end all be all. I mean, Sabu still worked both those dates, and if she has so, you know, the poll that everyone says, obviously she didn't step in to say, I'm so uncomfortable with Sabu being there that he can't be there. So. She did take it with a grain of salt, but she did make it 
be known that she maybe wasn't the most pleased with Sabu being there, and that was on s- especially Sunday, or yeah, for the pay per view. But anyway, like Mark from Buffalo says, she can't take a joke. Come on, Sabu meant no harm. Did you mean? All right, let's 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 grab you know grab the elephant in the room and and let's address it. Um, do you have a pro- problem specifically with Renee, or was that more? Was that something else? I didn't. I don't even really know who she is, other than uh, she was taken over on Raw for somebody, and they said she's the next announcer on Raw, and I said she's in the long line of cocksuckers. But man, uh, the ones before her were cocksuckers, dick suckers, and now she's a woman, and I assume she sucks dick anyways, so that shouldn't offend her, you know. So I made a joke out loud. And uh, didn't think anybody would give a shit, and but but somebody did, you know. All right, but you can see why she would be offended. She's worked hard to get to her yeah, position. Yeah, but it could have been anybody. I didn't know who she was. I still really don't. I don't pay attention to talk when it comes to wrestling. I only watch the action. I don't pay attention to Jim Ross and those guys. I don't pay attention to Taz talking. I don't. Uh, I, I watch the wrestling. When they're on, I flip the channel. When someone's cutting a promo, I change the channel personal so if i see someone talking i flip the channel i don't know how good they are talking i don't give a shit i watch the action i'm a fan all right so we're gonna set the record straight do you do you have anything to say to renee are you i apologize but i apologize for nothing for making can't take a joke i'm sorry right uh, you didn't mean anything and, personally and by else it. Thinks i thought i meant harm towards her or something like that i didn't i didn't know who she was and didn't care but you didn't mean yeah, anything personally by it. Was, I know she is now, and uh, <laughs> I know she is now. I should have said it, but it's over. So there you have it. So Renee Sabu, sorry, he didn't mean anything by it. It was a joke, and hopefully, maybe one day down the line, we can cross paths with her, get you on her podcast, and you guys can be like I'm, old friends. I'm sure I'll cross paths with both of them sometime at another. Yeah. All right. I'm so. Sure. We talked about one end of the spectrum, people who maybe... They live here in Las Vegas, I think. I think that's where her... Oh, her and Mox live in... Can anyone confirm that? I think that they in... live in Las Vegas, I think. All right, let's see if anybody in the chat can confirm. Well, they better not come down my street. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even go down my street. <laughs> uh, Texas Paramedic confirms, yes, they live in Vegas. So there you go. We'll... Well, you know, I'm going to see what I can do on my, my end to clear things up. We'll see. Uh, if they live in Vegas, I'll let them buy me dinner then. Okay, there you go. Sabu <laughs> says they can, they can get him dinner. I'm sure Moxley's a fan of yours. I mean, how could he not be? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, but, maybe. Um, all right, let's. All right, so you saw Taz backstage, right? What's that again? You saw Taz backstage? Yeah, yeah, it was good seeing him. Yeah, I I seen uh, his son first, Hook. I seen him first, and then I ran into both of them back, backstage again, and uh, that was pretty cool. I, I ran into them Wednesday and and Sunday. When was the last time you saw Taz up front, face to face, like that? Uh, uh, 2010 for TNA was the last time I seen him. No, 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 that's not true. I seen him passing in the hallway around 2006 for WWE. I forgot. Oh, when you were in. WWE, did you guys, were you guys friends or you guys were just doing your own thing? Yeah, yeah yes and no. The, 
Yes, we were never enemies. Enemies. We were, just didn't want to put each other over at the time. You know, we, we didn't really dislike each other. Right, but I mean, it, well, but it's it, good for the rival, though. It's good for the bullshit behind the scenes, the the, the fake stories. You know. Yeah, but when you were in WWE, would you guys get dinner or have coffee together or anything like that? Breakfast? No, no. I only passed him in the hallway. He was like the. Those commentators, they got a microphone in their ear and they got to do what they're said. They got a script script to read also. And, was, and so he was busy. When I was behind stage, I was busy. I was trying to hide, but uh, he was busy. And only get a few seconds to say hello, what's going on, and, and someone will pull you away. Gotcha. Quick question here. XC Fresh says... But we never had coffee together. No. Never. Says, no did Savu contribute... But I don't have coffee with you to, to be my friend. Did, did Sabu contribute to the Brian Solomon book about the Sheik? It was an awesome book. Did you contribute at all to that book? Uh, I couldn't understand you. I'm sorry. Oh, did did you contribute to Brian Solomon's book about your uncle? Uh, no. Uh, yes and no. I didn't stop anybody else from doing it. But uh, I, I, I thought and it, w- it would sound biased if I said something. It wouldn't be the real story. It'd be my story of him, you know. Uh, I didn't want it to be my vision. I wanted to hear with his side of it, what they thought of him. And for the record, we already spoke with Brian Solomon. He's going to appear on the stream. Yeah, I didn't not do it or do it for any... I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to look like I... Of course I'm going to put him over. Of course he's Superman to me. Of course, I'm not... That's my opinion that, you know... Uh, no matter how good or bad he was, that's what I'm going to see. You know, that's what I see. I want to hear how good or bad he was from other people. Gotcha. And from Brian. <laughs> you did, know. Did you read Brian's book? I didn't read it. Read it. I looked through it. it had some great pictures. I, I, I don't read read anything unless I, unless I you know if I have to read a plane ticket and shit. Yeah. Well, we're going to have Brian <laughs> Solomon in the not too distant future on the stream. Yeah, he can read it for us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be a long stream. <laughs> I'm not reading that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so... I didn't even read my own book. I got bored. <laughs> I, I had to put it down. <laughs> You're like, next. <laughs> um, all right, so... So Sunday comes around, and you were booked in the morning, right? So people... I don't know if people knew this, but you had a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Sacramento. Um, I was in Sacramento for Stampede Collectibles, and somebody made me this, and this is awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, you, can you see that? Yeah. Can you put it up a little it's closer? Like, it's me and Melissa, me and Super Genie, and uh, Nick even got a spot of her jumping off a chair, but but I think it's awesome. Hold on, wait, yeah. put it, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very happy for this. this is my, uh, that was worth more than the payoff. Oh, Anyways, uh, yeah, I had to go to uh, autograph signing in Sacramento, or close to Sacramento, uh, Sunday morning. And your flight was super early. Yeah, but I did it, and uh, I think they were happy about it. And then you flew uh, back. I was happy with it. I was happy to get that that picture. They didn't even have to pay me if they gave me that. That would have been payoff oh. enough. Awesome. But don't get don't get com- too comfortable with that. I don't want my pay. They paid me also though. Yeah. <laughs> and and they, all right. So there you have it. You give them a gift. But it was a, they they had a good turnout. It was called I think I'm pretty sure it was called Stampede Collectibles. I worked for them uh, a couple months before that. All right. So then Saturday, uh, Sunday comes around. Long and you do the pay-per-view. How was going over the match with everybody, and how was that whole scenario? 
It was, uh, it was the easiest pie. I had very little to do. You know, it was nothing. All right. Uh, I just told them if they're, you know, if they touch me, they're fucking up. <laughs> yeah, I think... No. It's, I'd, there, everything was easy. There was nothing difficult other than uh, to eat. I didn't have an appetite. That's the only thing I'd say. I was just saying I was trying to eat something. I think your one piece of advice was if, if the headdress, the turban falls off, you, you messed up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you look like a million bucks. How did it feel to stand on that stage in front of that giant crowd? Yeah. What? Is it, how did it feel to when you when you got on top of the stage and you saw that giant crowd? Uh, did you get emotional? No, no, I got emotional. I'll be honest, emotional before I went through the curtain because I think about Melissa because I had her around my neck. So I think about her all the time. Uh, other than that, there was no, uh, you know, I was just uh, emotional. She couldn't be there, you know. Well, she was there, you know. To, yeah. she, she deserved it more than I did, you know. Well, I'm uh, sure she's, you know whether you, you believe in whatever you believe in, she would have been extremely proud of you. She is extremely proud of you. And it was a very special moment. Did you, did you think people were stupid that they didn't realize that they, a lot of people thought you had a, uh, like some sort of uh, like guest pass around your neck? Did you see any of those comments? or? Yeah, uh, a few of them, they thought I was wearing a press pass or something, but uh, I wear this anyways. Yeah, I thought that was so stupid. If you looked, like, if you took five seconds and you looked at it, clearly it was Melissa around your neck and not... Yeah, it's, I, I wear one like this, and it's like that, it's double-sided. Either way, it's not an official pass, but they, they assume it for that. I get free shit in the airport for wearing it. They think I work there. <laughs> <laughs> now, Booker T is not going to say this, but I'm going to call him out. He laughed about it, saying that you were wearing your press pass. I want to. I want an apology. I want a. Uh, you know, I thought that was rude. He he was laughing, and being like, "Oh, he had his press pass. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Come on, man. Take take a second Somebody look." Somebody really thought I was wearing a press pass. They didn't know. Yeah, they on Booker T's thing. They were like, "Oh, he came out with press pass." Yeah. And Booker T's like, "I couldn't wear. It. Believe he was wearing the press pass." I was like, "Come on, take well, a second. When he's I was like journalist." Santana Jackson was doing a photo shoot backstage. The guy goes, take the press pass off. Like, I didn't even explain anything. I said, no. And he goes, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought that I was a lovely tribute. Um, and then, all right, so how did uh, the match go, you, you think, your your uh, portion of the match? I thought it went, uh, went excellent, you know. I thought it went excellent. I'm going to say, those guys are professionals. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. That table spot was was awesome. The chair duel was awesome. You looked awesome. I don't think it could have gotten any yeah, better. Uh, Jericho has more respect than I, I, you know, than I have more respect for him than I express. You know, uh, he's a jack of uh, many trades and a masters of many trades, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I can only wrestle. He can do a lot more. <laughs> and you, you met a lot of, uh, well, not met for the first time, but you saw a lot of Great wrestlers behind it. Swerve Strickland was really nice. He was really welcoming. He wants you to come on, uh, yeah, on he's his cool cat. Yeah, he's cool. Um, Sammy Guevara was really cool. Everyone was really cool. Yeah. 
What's his name was there too? Davari's brother. Oh yeah, which one? You know, Sean Davari, his brother worked there too, wrestled there. I forgot his name, but it's something Davari. Ari? <laughs> is it Ari Davari yeah. or something? Yeah, Ari. That's it. I'm sorry. Uh, Brandon Woodward 79 says the table spot was incredible. We went crazy when you did it. So Santana and I were watching you. We went out to the stage and we were watching you come out. And then as soon as you ran out, we ran towards um, like right outside. There's a big TV with the sound on where like a bunch of the, the boys are outside watching and they had the sound on. And like him and I were like little kids in front of the TV. And you went to the table we're like, oh my God, that was insane. <laughs> Mark and Alec, crazy. Uh, Santana got a really good reaction backstage. They all knew who he was. That was awesome. Santana, uh, people remember Santana Jackson was on our podcast. He has um, like a Michael Jackson look. That's, you know, he's, he's, what would you say, impersonating? Is that the proper? He was my, he was part of my entourage and bodyguard. Yeah. Um, A lot of, People were really excited to see him as well backstage. Very polite. Man Everyone backstage was really was really nice, really polite. Like even I saw um, Jay White went up to um, went up to Santana, shook his hand, introduced him. It was really cool. Everyone, everyone was really cool and really nice. So overall, how how would you rate your experience in uh, in AEW? Was it positive? Somewhere in the middle? Negative? What would you say? Well, it was definitely, well, it was definitely positive, but uh, like I said, I didn't wrestle, so I, it wasn't that impactful for me. You know, I, I didn't do what I do best. Uh, I do, I, I do better than to just show up. Usually, I don't like just showing up. That's all I did was show up. I you jumped. Hopefully, a, next time I'll just show up. I'll do more. You jumped through a table from the top rope to the outside. That was a lot. What's that? I said you jumped through a table from the top rope to the outside. How is that not doing anything? Uh, that was a house show bump. <laughs> so the next time you're there. I do there, that every day. I did that in the backyard this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so the next time you're there, you'll you'll bring even more. The so. thing was, you know, uh, I don't know if I told you, that, that, that I wanted them to go head to head. And I was going to do a leg drop through the table, which probably would have broke my back anyways. But they did. They went on top of each other. So I had to, I had to like... Uh, changed my what I was doing in, in mid jump, and I went for a splash, which is the easiest thing to do. You know, I hate doing a splash; it's too easy. I I thought it looked great. But um, under those circumstances, it wasn't that easy because uh, they weren't where I, I thought they were going to be. Gotcha. So you previously stated well, that you're saved today again. That you're <laughs> retired. I did forget. All right, I, I'll take it back. It it was pretty. Uh, I, I, I did like that part. I forgot. Which I forgot part was that? that? You like the table bump? <laughs> well, I like the the reaction of the bump. The people went crazy. You know, um, if they wouldn't have popped, I would have definitely not liked it. But they popped. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Next time, uh, I'll give them the pop louder. I hope. Um. What was I about to say? I forget. Let's. Um. Oh yeah. So. You've you've previously stated that you're retired from in ring for the time being. Would so and Mark from Buffalo says some promoter somewhere should pay Sabu a good price for a retirement match. Is that something that you're interested in? in 
Uh, uh, yes and no. If the money's right, yes. And timing. You know, it'll take me three months till I'll be in shape. Uh, but yeah, I'll have a final match, but uh, I don't see it yet. You know, I'm not ready for it. I just have, have a few months of good shape. But I wouldn't just do it for uh, anybody or anything. You know, I'd have to be a good send-off for it and not do it. It would be awesome if somehow it was like part of that Wembley Stadium show. It would be incredible. What? AEW is going to be at Wembley. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind doing it there if they asked me. So let everyone everyone go on uh, Twitter after. Tweet to Tony Khan. You want to see Seb was retiring the match at Wembley. We'll make it happen. Well, it's not even retirement match. It's final match. I retired already. Gotcha. I, 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 I would agree to have one more match if the money was right. And give me three months, you know. Now, how did your body feel do, after? I couldn't do it right now. I, I don't want to do it right now. I'm not, I'm not uh, physically in shape to do it right now. How did your body feel after that appearance? Because you haven't been bumping... Probably what? Well, like I was hurt before that, so it felt exactly as, as I did before I went into it. That had no injury to me. It's just uh, I don't, you know, my back hurts anyways, and my shoulders. Now the the bed at the hotel hurt me more than that bun. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher brings up a great question: Could you handle being a part-time manager? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. See, I, I think that's a great idea. If you came out with the suit and you had Joey Janela, Santana Jackson, somebody, and you could, you know, do little segments backstage that are funny, or even somebody in AEW, um, you know, if you were with Hook or with count, you know, countless people in AEW, you could, you could manage. Um, and you had segments and you had different suits and different headdresses on every time. Um, well, Mark from Buffalo says Sabu doesn't talk, so that's an issue. But it could be a funny thing where Sabu only talks to his the person he manages and whispers in his ear, and you know, and or, they. Or I have a, subtitles. Oh yeah, there you go. Like you, <laughs> like there's there's a way around it. Or if there's like a three person team and Sabu's just like kind of like the muscle, you know, and he can interact and throw chairs and get involved. <laughs> Yeah, partner with a talker. Yeah, if it was like a three-person crew or, or, yeah, or the person you were with was a talker and you're kind of just, you know, helping them out and, um, yeah, Mr. Skill says they could write something uh, for Sabu and ECW easily. Uh, yeah, and you could scrap sometimes, as Christopher says, sit in the chair ringside and boom with the same chair, Christopher says. Um, yeah, I think that there's definitely, like, imagine... Sabu and Joey Janela walking around and Sabu's throwing him chairs and it would, it would be awesome. Yeah, maybe. Did the Sheik ever do be. promos? That was uh, asked by Pee Boy. Did he ever talk? What's that? Did the Sheik ever talk? I don't, I can't understand you. Did the, did the Sheik ever talk? Did he ever do promos or anything? No, I don't think so. No. He never did. I think he would yell in like... He always, um, he always had a manager. He, he always had someone talk for him. Yeah, I think sometimes he would just yell in like gibberish. Well, he, he spoke broken Arabic. But, uh, it, you know, it sounded like gibberish, but it wasn't. It was broken Arabic. Speaking of which, wasn't there a, um, 
a phrase that he used to use with you that you didn't understand what it meant? And then you later what? Wasn't there something that the sheik used to say to you in Arabic that you didn't understand and then recently you learned what that word meant? Oh, he used to say, yeah. He used to say, Allah Habibi and Sabu Habibi. And I didn't know what he was saying. I thought he was like saying, you know, hurry up or get over here. But Habibi means I love you. <laughs> but he always said that. He said that to me every day. I didn't know what that Habibi means. I thought he was making fun of me. <laughs> so this whole time. That was his kayfabe word. word. <laughs> so he was probably telling you that for how many, for like years? Uh, well, until he died, I guess, for 20 years. So the whole time you thought he was saying he was being hard I on you. Saying, hurry up, hurry up. Shit or hurry up or uh, cocksucker or something, you know. <laughs> but the whole time I he was telling you. what it meant. I assumed it was derogatory, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> he was telling you he like, loves you. I love you in Arabic. <laughs> I think that's the, the greatest. <laughs> Top Shelf Wrestling Find says, Sabu Habibi. Habibi back. Habibi. Top Shelf, good guy. Yeah. We were hanging out with him in, uh, in Vegas at the Nerd Bar. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Chip Army says, I just want to see Sabu get a bag and stay healthy. I wish he could work backstage with the boys and help them um, not completely kill themselves by the time they turn 30. I think you could you could help tremendously back there. Now, I want to... Listen, we got to address the good and the bad. So, the reaction from the internet, obviously, was mostly very positive. Um, did you, were you aware of some of the negative publicity that was start, uh, uh, kind of stirred up? No, you know, I'm aware of some of it, but I don't, I don't really give, give it that much attention. Um, is there anything you want to address from the negative attention? <laughs> no, no, you know. <laughs> it's, stu- it's stupid, right? Yeah, it's very stupid. The, they said, uh, uh, you know. Ryan Satin came out. And was saying, you know, here's Sabu. He's a legend. He's getting this huge opportunity. And Sabu made a stupid joke about Taz, where he, what were you quoting? Dave, you were doing a Dave Chappelle joke or something like that? Probably. You know, I was just repeating a joke. I didn't invent it. I can't take that much credit. And it had a word in it that is inherently racist and you shouldn't have been using. But in no way is Sabu racist in any way. It's the stupidest thing ever, and it got totally blown well, out of proportion. Anybody who knows me knows that's absurd. You know, anybody who knows me knows that, you know, I have a dark sense of humor, and, and it's only humor. Yeah, so... Uh, I know. say worse things than that, believe me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Way worse. <laughs> He's joking, of course. This is a sense of humor. But, uh... uh for me, to, to say I'm homophobic, no. I don't give a shit. Uh, long so... Don't, don't be in the same bed as me. We're fine. You know, there, there's no homophobic there. So, is, but what about racism? There's no, I mean, everybody's a little bit racist. That's what makes right, it funny. Right, but you're not, you're not, you know, you don't, you're not walking around, you know, disparaging. No, I'm every not walking around with a Nazi flag. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Nazi. So there you go, everybody. You have it here first. I, I couldn't believe no, when that was... That's not the first time I said it, I don't think. No, I guess no one's ever asked me. I'm not a Nazi. There you go. So you had to think about it for a second. But he confirms. 
Um, yeah, your entourage was a Jewish guy and a and a Puerto Rican guy. Puerto Rican guy pretends he's a black guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. So we were walking around with him and United Nations. And people want to say bad things about Sabu. I, I thought I thought that was ridiculous and and hurtful and and really lazy to bring up some stupid tweet that you had and then act like that's, you know, when you have people, you have, you have Hulk Hogan who actually called an African-American the N-word repeatedly, like, you know, he, listen, he was in a dark moment. I, do I think he's racist? I who knows? But, like, that's not what you did. And, like, you have all these people who are, like, women beaters and, like, you, that's not you, like... To, <laughs> women beaters. Yeah, like, you have, <laughs> listen, let's address, you know, the, you have... World champions in WWE who did that, and they're and they're honored. And nobody's talking about when they were in in uh, WrestleMania. Nobody was uh, outraged. Oh my God, he beat his wife. Why isn't he? Why is he? You know they were they were loving. I thought that they were they were picking on you, and I and I didn't like it. So fuck you, Ryan said. <laughs> there it is. All those I've people. I've never beat my wife. She yeah. can't take a punch, but never beat her. Yeah, selective cancellation, that's what it is, from Mark from Buffalo. Yeah, I, I hated that. Um, yeah. Fuck that. All right, so... I have the thing is, it doesn't bother me that much because the people who say that and think that don't, don't, don't know me. So it doesn't really bother me that much. It bothers me if my sisters or my brothers thought, thought that. Right. I don't believe that. And I'm your... your you're my brother, and you and you obviously don't believe it. Exactly. They didn't cancel Vince for calling Sabu a member of the Taliban. Let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> yeah. See, I should have been offended by that, but I wasn't. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Like, made me mad. I was supposed to act mad, but I, I I wanted to crack up. Yeah, that was outrageous. It was funny. Yeah, it's funny, but like, it's outrageous. I mean, it wasn't that funny, but it was funny. I, I didn't take <laughs> yeah. it serious, but it wasn't that funny. It was it was a low blow, but I didn't give. It wasn't a low blow to me. I didn't care. All right, Show so business. we have a match lined up, but before we get into the match, does anybody have any questions for Sabu? Oh, okay, people keep asking this question, but we'll we'll address it. So there were there's a rumor going around, and I have, I'm saying this is a rumor because I have I never seen it that Tony Khan partakes in cocaine. So everyone keeps asking, did you do cocaine with Tony Khan? And they want to know who has better cocaine, Two Cold Scorpio or Tony Khan? That's from Sniper Man. I had better. There you go. No, there was no better. There is no, we had, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there was no cocaine there backstage. No Nobody's got better. That Tony Khan, I mean, he, he was there at the, at the arena super early. And then he did the whole show. And then after... The show he did like a th like a two hour press conference. I don't think he was done to like two or three in the morning. I mean, yeah, maybe you ask, how does he stay up that late and do all that? Maybe the answer is. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Shad Khan, Tony's father, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, FC Fulham, AEW, he popped big when he saw you. Were you aware yeah, of that? I, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to shake his hand, though, did I? No, because every time we walked up to him, not he, he was already me. leaving. Like Not that he was trying to... But we heard from our connect in uh, AEW that he was watching the show with Shad Khan, and Shad Khan was like, 
that's Sabu, that's yeah. Sabu, and he was really excited. Um, and he put Sabu yeah, over big time. What I heard, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance to actually meet him, you know, directly. Next, but. next time. Um, I'm sure he can live, he'll live without it. <laughs> Texas Paramedic says, I've met plenty of pro wrestlers, and Sabu is by far one of the coolest and most respectful dudes. I'll support him for life based on how he treats fans. I, I, what? He's putting you over. I couldn't understand you. Oh, Texas Paramedic said, I pl met plenty of pro wrestlers, and Sabu is by far one of the coolest and most respectful dudes. I'll support him for life based on how he treats fans. Okay. I agree. I, I've seen Sabu treat his fans incredibly. Even on uh, Friday, he was doing, was that Friday or Saturday? When we were at, oh, Saturday we were at the Nerd, and Sabu was doing pictures, and then, you know, he would go up to say hi to um, Johnny or whatever, say hi to some of the boys, and then come back down, and people were bombarding him. Photos, photos, photos. And he's supposed to be charging, but he's like, fuck it. You know, I, I, you know, so much respect for the fans, stopping, taking pictures, talking to them. I mean, it was, it's amazing. Mark from Buffalo says, Shad Conch gives Sabu a fucking job. Hell yeah. Um, so we have a match. We're going to try this out. We'll see if there's any backlash, but I thought it would be only relevant to show Sabu versus Chris Jericho. What are your memories of this match before we uh, before we play it? Um, if it's the same match I'm thinking of, yeah, because you only wrestled I mean, him once, right? The only match right? I had with him, uh, uh, I think I, I think I broke his nose, and it was a good match. We had, we had a good match. But I remember I, I think I broke his nose. He had it coming though. He's so, lucky that's all he broke. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado. This is, is Lulu Temple or something like that, right? Yeah, so, obviously the story, well, I don't say, obviously is that who, who was uh, in the building was Sabu, Chris Jericho, Shad Khan, and Tony Khan. Shad Khan had taken Tony Khan to come see Sabu versus Chris Jericho at the Lulu Temple. So, it's only fitting that we play this match. A um, So, really, okay. Wednesday and... Uh, Sunday were a uh, reunion of sorts of this historic match. I, I think this was his first match in the company. This was like a Friday. Saturday was in the arena, Philadelphia. This match being brought to you on ECW Fan Jam. Yeah, ECW. But I knew Chris before this. I met him. I knew him from FMW in Japan. Had you guys kept in touch from then? What's that? Did you, were you guys, did you guys keep in touch at all? Uh, no, no. Well, if I see him, hello, that's it. And if he sees me, hello, that's it. We never, we, uh, no, we, we chatted more this time than we ever have, which was almost nothing. <laughs> I don't have to chat with him to wrestling. Plus, he's a busy guy, you know. He had a lot to do, a lot to do. You could have cut this part out. <laughs> you I don't know who that guy is. I'm trying to find when this 
match took place. Are they singing the national anthem? Yeah, they are. Right? I don't oh, no, know. I guess they, not. They took the sound. That, the... Oh, look at you. You got some streamers. And the streamers flying from everywhere in the Lulu Temple. Now, Chad, I mean, um, Chad. Tony <laughs> Khan was there with his dad, Chad Khan, right? Yes. So this was okay. August 2nd, 1996. Uh, I heard this, you know, I've heard, I'm just reminding myself, but they both told me that. Not that, the Tony and Chris. Oh, they just got that, they just got that wrong. They just said that you never met before. Come on. What's Come on. That? Joey Styles got the fact wrong. He said, based on what I know, these two have never even met before. Not in Japan, nowhere. This is the first meeting. Well, first time we met in the ring, that is. Yeah. I never wrestled before. Come on, Joey. Come on, you're better than that. That match, you should, when I, it don't matter. Uh, when I had Yokohama Stadium, he wrestled on that same card. Yep. We showed that on a uh, earlier version of the show. Damn, my knees hurt. And just a reminder to everyone watching, you could watch this either on twitch.tv slash the real Sabu ECW live on Tuesdays around 8 p.m. Or you could watch the replay on Thursdays on Premier Streaming Network and the replay thereafter. And they're going to be having a podcast version of the same, same show so you can listen to it. Uh, XC Fresh says, Sabu, would you do Jericho's podcast? He's done Jericho's podcast in the past, but I think you guys are due for a new one. What? Would you do Jericho's podcast again? Uh, yeah, I'd do it again if you ask me. I did his, I think I done it twice. And then I did it years and years ago, and then did it years ago. Yeah, I think the one on the cruise ship they aired. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, maybe I won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I got short-term memory. Yeah, go back, and if you haven't heard it, he did one from uh, the cruise ship, where it was him, where it was Dude, Sabu, Christian, stuff people don't want to see from us. Luther, um... Matt Cardona, Ruby Soho, they all talked about uh, hardcore deathmatch wrestling. This was what I did like about AEW was uh, Chris said to me, uh, you know, I was instructed. To feel the people, uh, there was no time limit. There was no, uh, you know, no direct, direct. It was feel the people, and then that that was cool. It didn't have to be a certain way. It had to, you know, be feel the people. And it wasn't stressful at all. Uh, when I worked for WWE, it was pretty stressful. Everybody was down your neck. Stretching me. Fast forward, this he's stretching me. <laughs> <laughs> Chris uh, was trained by the Hearts, I think. Or not, I think. I know he was. He was trained by the Hearts. He came from the dungeon. 
But I think it was like a later. Like I think it was he like. He's probably one of the last students, probably. Tweet Tweet Boy says Sabu was the best part of the show both times he was on. I agree. Very wise words, Tweet Tweet Boy. Very wise. Christopher agrees. Well, thank you. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Stretching me again. Fast forward this. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm serious. That referee, I think that's Jim Malnalo, something like that. I can't say his name, but he does appearances also. All right, spoiler yeah, alert. What's that? Uh, spoiler alert from Brandon Woodward, but it's a good question. Um, he says, I'm spoiling it, but is this the match or one of the first matches you did the DDT through the table? Uh, if I do it, no, I didn't do a match. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think I did it this match. I, I think the first time I did the DDT through the table was Mike Shriprax. Not everybody would take that, you know. Uh, actually, nobody would take it but Mikey at first. And I, I brought it up to a few people, and then they said no, no problem. And uh, everybody said no until Mikey did it. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, Paul, uh, Mark from Buffalo says, Paul E. sold the shit out of this tape on ECW TV. I, so, if anybody comes after us for watching this match, I mean, come on. I, yeah, if anyone comes after us saying, why did you show this match? You can't show this match. Like, come on, man. Everyone made so much money off of this match. You know, it's, it's time for Sabu to make... A dollar. Yeah, everybody was pushing the guardrail in to try to help me, but it's no trick if the guardrail's pushed against the apron, you know. There's no room to fight. Maybe I did do this to it with him. This might have been the first time. I'm surprised he did it. I must have landed on my head. Oh no, he tricked me. Cocksucker. Oh! I thought I was, I was going to suplex him out. I forgot about this part. I forgot about most of this match, really. Sabu the chair is not a good chair. It doesn't pull. Sabu uses cocksucker as a term of love, so Renee should have been thrilled to hear it. She just didn't know. If I could take it back, I would. I deleted it. It didn't work. It screenshotted it. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't vor verbally say it. I, I typed it. So it's probably misspelled too. <laughs> you were hacked. It wasn't even you. If this gets around to Renee, we love you. We mean, we, you know love to work with you sometime and put all this behind us. And I wasn't involved. 
What's that? We may be witnessing a historic upset here tonight at the Lulu Temple. For Jam Josh uh, Angrid says, Sabu, where did you get the sweet white suit? Versace. It was Versace. Also, any memories of your matches in Scotland? Any memories of what? Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, I love Scotland. That was great. Um, ICW, they were awesome. The Cold War. Oh. George Bush. The hell? Alright, we gotta get into part two. Uh, Scotland was awesome. Uh, I went there uh, by myself and Andrew with uh, Super Genie. We both were there. I think this is when I break his nose, I think. If I don't, he deserved it. I think I broke his nose here, I think. I hope. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he had it coming. <laughs> Mark from Buffalo. Uh, three. Mark from Buffalo says, Cocksucker is a term of endearment when it comes from Sabu. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I that person probably knows me. He was being chummy. He was being a, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle used to call me half breed all the time. It didn't bother me. And I was a half breed. I was half Lebanese, half, you know, garbage. Other stuff, not garbage, other stuff. I thought it was funny when he called me half breed. And just so everybody knows that really. at 10 p.m. tonight, though Sabu's not part of it, uh, Chris Candido is going to have an episode. There's going to be an episode on Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Right. But, right and we'll next week we'll do a uh, a tribute to to Chris Candido. That'll be our, our theme in honor of of Sabu. Uh, uh, do they have a schedule for Sandman's yet? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forgot K Faye. K Faye and each other now. <laughs> Yeah. Those chairs were heavy too. They were heavy. The chairs I used the other night was as heavy as that chair. Those chairs ain't working chairs. They're the wrong chairs. I think here's where I break his nose. How come you stopped uh, using the Arabian press as your finish? Um, too weak. Wasn't strong enough. You, you used it for a while. You used it in New Japan. You used it. Yeah, because it was new. It was still new. Uh, you know, after a while, you got to keep uh, coming up with something better. You know, it wasn't that strong of a finish. Yeah, to me, I didn't think it was. Compared to the triple jump, or compared to other stuff. It was a good high spot. Yeah, it's awesome. can't tell but we're talking to each other I'm talking to him I don't know I forgot what I'm saying but I was talking to him the whole time I'm not done talking to him I just want to let him go 
That was supposed to be a closed eye. It kind of misplaced it. Yeah, but it looked awesome. Boom. There's a broken nose. I got it that time. His <laughs> nose ain't broken now. <laughs> That'll do it. I got him in the nose. I'm sure I got him that time. <clears throat> Sorry, Chris. Oh, yeah. You can see he's, yeah, he's, he's wincing. He took it. He took it. He didn't bitch about it. Yeah, but you never wrestled him again after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, that was supposed to be a power slam. He kind of got you. I kind of put that up. That was supposed to, he was supposed to catch me into a power slam. Oh, yeah, until Sunday, sort of, right. Yeah, I broke his nose. I didn't mean that, you know, shit happens. Mark from Buffalo says, a broken nose hurts after the fight, not during. I've had four of them. Have you had your nose broken, Sabu, during a match? Yeah, yeah. Can you confirm that they... Uh, at least four or five times. Whoa. Beautiful. Did I get him? Shit. Oh, I didn't use the table yet. Ooh. Ooh, it looks like he stiffed you in the face or not. Know what I was saying to him? Man, why are you bleeding? <laughs> Where'd you come from? Yeah, the nose look good on him like that. The blood looks good on him. Makes him look tough. I think when I got him, I didn't know I got him. I didn't know where. That's what I, I didn't know where. When? I hate this bump. Ooh. I hate that. Because it hurts? Yeah, not really. Yeah, it knocks the wind out of I, I take it hard for some reason. It knocks the wind out of me, but it scares me to stand on the top rope and have uh, someone bounce me over their head. Stretching nuts, says Yo Sabu. <laughs> Stretching nuts. <laughs> yeah, it knocked the wind out of me a little bit. Welcome, Stretching Nuts. And welcome. Calligraphy, welcome to the stream. First time in the chat, welcome. Yeah, I think I was hurt. I think we were both hurt. <laughs> I guess that was my receipt, right? I hope it was. Stretching nuts says Sabu is one of my top three of all time. Who are your other two, Stretching? <coughs> yeah, who's the other two? Rebel Rooster, first time in the chat, says before my mom passed. She took me to see ECW years ago, and I was so excited to see Sabu. Awesome memory, 
and they put on a hell of a show. Well, that's a beautiful memory, Rebel. Thank you for sharing that in the chat. It's, that's beautiful. And, this longer match than I remember. I thought we went home after I broke his nose. I, did, I, I didn't realize uh, when it was broken, it was broken. You know, until later on. Like I said, I said, oh, there's like, bleeding, yeah. Stretchin says it was you, New Jack, and Mick Foley are his top three. I appreciate that. Thank you. You know who Terry Funk said his top three were? Uh, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, and me. Oh, my no God. No shit. No, I'm not shitting you. Why do they keep going to this? Where does he keep coming from? I don't know why that keeps playing afterwards. <laughs> what did you think of New Jack's bumps, the big dives? What's that? What did, how did you feel about New Jack's dives, the giant balcony dives through the table? Uh, the, 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 he's a better man than me. I, I don't like jumping off something that high. Or falling off something that high. It's, it's, to me, it's too far of a stretch from wrestling. It's too far. If you're that far from the ring, it should be disqualification, even if there is no count out. You know what I mean? Do you feel like if you were on the same show as him and he did the like a giant table bump that it took away from your table bump or no? No. He falls through the table. I dive. Uh, I, you know, no, I, it, didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Even if they did double table dives, uh, they, they, they drop from the balcony. They don't really dive, you know. They, they, so, and that, it's usually always a splash, something simple. So I, I try to make mine more uh, athletic and closer to the ring, more believable, more acceptable. It's hard to accept a guy jumped out of a balcony in a sporting event and still not be counted out. No, yeah, we should probably be counted out here, but we're not that far from the ring. The table's touching the ring. We're only eight feet from the ring. We're, we're not 25 feet in the air away from the ring. Well, what's coming up? Yep, this is the first time I've done it. I think that was the first time. It was almost botched, I guess you would say. <laughs> there was no rod, even if it didn't work. It's still been a good crash, you know, but that worked. That was a well-deserved ECW chant. How did you feel about people chanting ECW versus chanting for the wrestlers? Um, did you did you like the ECW well, chant? There was no ECW chant when I first started in ECW. There was only a Sabu chant, and then as the guys got more popular, it became uh, a Sabu uh, ECW chant. Yeah, how did you feel about when people chanted when well, you're doing the match, the moves, and people are not chanting? Well, they, they do chant Sabu too, but they chant ECW when you do the big move and not Sabu. How did you, do you care about no, it? No, I feel just the same. It's, it's uh, honor either way. You know, it's, it's cool. Uh, I got their attention. They approve. That's all, that's all it really means. No matter what they say, they approve. 
and sometimes I, I don't approve because I, I, I don't uh, I have a higher standard than just getting to the, getting to them. I want to do it well. Callie Graffy asked Sabu, "Did you ever get to work with Bret Hart?" I think we talked about this on. No, I never worked with him. I wanted to, but no, you've met him, with him multiple times. And I wouldn't. I didn't want to beat him. I, I wanted to wrestle him. You know. <laughs> Whoa! Oh! That was awesome. Smashing over, yeah. It's almost over. This match is awesome. Oh! Yeah. Damn, we put in more time than I remember. Those were supposed to be the off towns. You know, like we always had like a, a town before Philadelphia that was like a, 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 a Jim Thorpe or a Lulu Temple or something. Because you knew uh, Tony Khan and Chad Khan were in the crowd, and one day they would book you for their multi-billion yeah, dollars. Yeah, that's pretty cool. This is Jericho's audition. <laughs> right? Who was booking these shows? Uh, Cram Jam Josh asks. Was it Polly booking these? Was it Dreamer? Who was booking like these type of shows? This house I'll show? book them. Dreamer didn't book nothing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dreamer might have booked his own uh, opponent, like as in Raven or Sandman, uh, but he didn't book the finishes. He didn't book shit. What are you talking about? He, he didn't book anything. It was all Paul, and it was last minute. That's what made the beauty of it. it was last minute. <laughs> what was that? I didn't want to take that bump again. <laughs> Were you telling him? He got me back. Like, I only broke your nose, you're breaking my back. <laughs> I remember I didn't want to take that bump, I was hurting. <laughs> I, I posted off the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> This is way longer than I remember. This is a good match. Yeah, but like I said, this was the off time. This is where we took it easy. Morning Star 300. Because we never really, we never really took it easy. Over Geller, Geller, uh. I actually, I was instructed to take it easy, but I never did. I don't think. Oh, that was sweet. Cram, Jam, Josh says, who is your top three favorite wrestlers? Beautiful. Sabu, who are your top three favorites? My three favorite? Uh, well, the Sheik, Jimmy Snuka, and Tiger Mask. That was mine from the day, you know. That, those were my three inspirations from day one, uh, day one you know. As, as, as I got on with wrestling, Liger was an inspiration, Jushin Liger. 
Greg Muda was sort of a little bit, but not really. I got to know him, and I thought he was an asshole, so I take back anything I admired about him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I go back and watch his shit, his shit was shitty. So uh, uh, my inspirations were the Sheik, you know, Jimmy Snooker and Tiger Mask, and later on Liger. Uh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> there you go. And there's George Bush again. Yeah, uh, I broke his nose way earlier in the match than I thought. I thought I broke his nose and we went home. I didn't, I didn't realize he, he held out that love. I give him credit. All right, just a couple final questions. Christopher says, that was an excellent match. I agree. Um, how did you feel watching the match back? Better than you remembered? Yeah, uh, like... Yeah, it was a little bit better than I remember. A lot longer than I remember. We gave him more action than I can than I remember. You know. Yeah, like I said, that was what our off town. But we, I never had an off town. I never took an off town. I never took an off match. All right, the, I got. Three. I was instructed sometimes to take it easy or don't try so hard, but I never, I never listened. I had one time them say, don't work so hard, you're making the Undertaker look bad. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, he's the Undertaker. Nothing makes him look bad. All right. I, I, we got, I got three questions here. I'm going to take these final three questions. Um, ever had thumbtacks in your foot in the, in the main event in uh, AEW? Uh, Matt Jackson got thumbtacks through his foot, so I think that's probably why he's asking. Did you get thumb, ever have thumbtacks in your foot? Did I? Yeah. No. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, are you and Sabu still? Uh, you and Sabu. Are you and ICP still cool? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I worked for them. I think two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was. Uh, yeah. Last I talked to him, we we're good. All right. Final question: What does Sabu think of Darby Allen? Did Sabu interact with Darby backstage at all? Actually, I talked with him a little bit. Uh, and he was pretty pretty cool. Uh, what do I think of him? Uh, he's, you know, what can I say? He needs to gain weight. You know, he, he's gonna break in half if he don't gain weight. And and he's young and he's, uh, you know, uh, he, he's cool. I talked to him a little bit. I respect him for sure. I think he needs to gain some weight. Yeah. Well, there you have it, Sabu. Thank you so much for being on the stream. Thank you everybody for tuning in. You can follow Sabu on all the social medias, the real Sabu. Why is George Bush up there? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you can only see that now, but I don't know. Every time I finish the video, it, it, it would automatically go to this random George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> so random. It's CIA there. <laughs> um, all right, man. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week. Uh, watch in... 20 minutes, Chris Candido on, uh, well, they're gonna have a whole episode on Dark Side of the Ring. Um, Sabu, I'll hook up Sabu up to be able to watch it and we'll talk about it next week. And we will watch some Sabu versus Chris Candido matches. We might have a special guest who is a big Chris Candido fan as well. I don't know if he'll join us this week or in the future, but we'll see. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week.